teachings in the wonderful name of Jesus and we are so glad that you could join with us again today. We know that uh, we thank God just for his hand and our protection and covering over the families this weekend and just watching over you and we pray that God will continue to watch over you tonight and for the rest of the weeks and the months ahead. Amen. This has surely been a creative year for us thus far, but the Lord is showing up on our behalf and so we're excited that you could join us for another session in Prophetic by Design. Amen. Let's just pray together. Father, we give you praise, glory and honor. You are truly a great and an awesome God. We ask, O oh God, that you would speak tonight and that the hearts of your people will be blessed. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, I stand before you as an oracle. Lord, you put your words in my mouth, O oh God. You communicate that which you want, O oh God, for your people to know. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, bless the Lord. Uh, tonight, we, we want to discuss judging prophecy. Now, this is very not always an easy subject when it comes to prophecy, but I want to give you some tools from the scriptures. The Bible says it like this, let the prophet speak and let others judge. The challenge is that we have to understand that in relaying the prophetic word that sometimes it is possible that the message can be influenced by personal um, by, by, by us personally or by personal influence or personal interpretation and so therefore the Bible challenges us let the prophet speak let others judge and then we want to talk a little bit tonight about the confirming word the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses a word is established and this is very important when we come to bringing balance to prophecy and understanding prophecy so let's just, I want to just start off with a scripture from Psalms 105 verses 18 and 19. And uh, the, the, the scripture basically says this, his feet were hurt with fetters, his neck was, was put in a collar of iron. Until what he said came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. Amen. The word of the Lord tested him. Now I want you to understand that the, the key factor when it comes to understanding prophecy, judging prophecy, uh, or going through the test of the prophetic word is that everything, the prophetic word must line up with the word of the Lord. Amen. Now, some of, some of the tools that I'm going to give you today, they're not expansive. They, they're just some tools that we've been using at the the school of the prophets over the various years to just basically teach on. But today I want, I want to share them with you because I feel there will be a blessing to everyone that is listening. Now, the first thing that we, we must ask ourselves is, does the prophecy edify, exhort, and comfort? It is not God's desire to bring confusion, condemnation, or discouragement. If First uh, Corinthians chapter fourteen emphasizes the the three main characteristics that should be contained in every prophetic word. 
I spoke last week a little bit about there are various types of prophecies. And I spoke that as we graduate in the, the different levels of the prophetic, God adds in different aspects. But the key element is it must edify, exhort, and comfort. The prophetic word or, or the word of prophecy should not bring in confusion, condemnation, or discouragement. The actual the actual content itself of the prophetic word must be judged. Now remember I said, uh, I preached a few weeks ago about the, the there are details in the prophetic word. That means we need to pay attention to the details. Now sometimes when, and uh, all of us are like this, when we get a prophetic word, we just want to listen for the things that we that resonates with us, that we understand or we desiring to hear and sometimes the other parts of it sometimes the caution sometimes the warning sometimes the prerequisites or the conditions by which God is going to move we don't pay attention to it and so it's important for us to pay attention to all of the details the Bible says the spirit in which the word is given as well is very important now remember in Acts chapter 16 the young lady was going in front of, of Paul and she was saying, these are truly men of God. And she was saying good things. She was saying the right things. But then Paul cast out a spirit of divination from her. Not necessarily because somebody is saying the right things. They are speaking under the leading of the Holy Spirit. So you need to understand what is the spirit behind this. So you, And this is where discernment of spirits is very important. So you need to know the vessel uh, through which the word is coming from and then you is also part of judging the word. Now prophecy should always point us to Jesus. This is very important. Amen. It should point us to Jesus and the prophetic word should align, be aligned to the word of the Lord. Now the next important thing in understanding or judging prophecy is judging that prophecy sometimes is involved with time. And so you need to understand the time frame in which that word was determined to unveil or to unravel or to find its fulfillment in your life. Amen. Remember Jesus' birth was prophesied hundreds of years by various prophetic from, from the psalmist David in Psalms 22, from um, different, from Isaiah the prophet, various prophets prophesied, and the Old Testament prophesied. They never saw the fulfillment of the, the, the that prophetic word, the, the coming of the Messiah. Then later on, even John will prophesy before him. He says, there's one that is coming that is greater than me, that was prepared before me. So we need to understand that there are, there is a timing involved with the prophetic word. Now, this is one of the, 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 the challenges for all of us, is the fact that sometimes we do not know how to wait. And sometimes we tend to manufacture it. And I'll speak a little bit about the test of delay and the importance of us understanding the test of delay. Now, in the test of delay, maybe I should just go there and just emphasize it a little bit 
The test, the, the test of delay is a very, very important part of us judging prophecy. That means the pro prophetic word brings the future, the past, and begins to cause an alignment. Amen? Now, remember in the life of Abraham, we see a very clear picture of the test of delay. Abraham was 75 years old when he received the prophetic word that he would be the father of many nations. Almost 25 years goes by. About over 20 years goes by and there's no child. He's got this prophetic word and he's wondering when is it going to happen. And then himself together with his wife start to manufacture a way in which to make that prophetic word come to pass. And they thought that he would have uh, a, a child by uh, their maid, uh, Hagar, and that will become a child, will be given to Sarah and, and will become a child for Abraham. And so sometimes when we fail to pass the test of delay, we can produce an Ishmael in our lives. Now this is very, very important for us, is that to in, understand how to remain patient, how to remain obedient and understand the timing, the time frames in which God is working and the fact that if God said it, it is up to God to make it to come to pass. It's not for you to manufacture it. Now I know this, we use the example of Abraham, but in many of our lives, sometimes we got a prophetic word and we started to make it work. We looked at the circumstances, we looked at the timelines, we looked at our age, we looked at the circumstances around us, we looked at what was needed, and we, and we said, maybe this is this, this is this. So you've got to get to the place where you understand the timelines. Amen? God was going to show that Abraham will have long life. God was going to watch over him, but he had to pass the test of delay. Abraham made a mistake and produced a, an Ishmael, and which was a continuous reminder of how he allowed his flesh to try and re-engineer the prophetic plan of God. Be careful not to re-engineer the prophetic plan of God. Now, something that is also important is that when you get one prophetic word, wait for a confirming word. Wait for a word of confirmation. This is, this is something that is important the Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, the word is established. Amen? So wait for a confirming word. Sometimes the Lord will confirm through others the word that has been spoken. Or sometimes it will come not necessarily at the same time, but maybe at a later stage you will get a word of confirmation. Sometimes, not even through people, God could confirm it to you through a dream. God can confirm it to you through a prompting in the spirit of God can allow a word to come before you that can, can, can reveal this. Now remember, God is the revealer of the hearts of man. And this is what is so important. The, the dimension of the prophetic is operates in, this, in the spirit. And the Bible says, let that which is born of spirit is spirit, that which is born of flesh is flesh. So you've got to understand, you cannot take that which is birth, like that prophetic word that is birth in the spirit and try and interpret it in the flesh. 
try to flesh it out in the natural. It, it has to find its working out. That means you don't manufacture it. You don't let flesh uh, in any way try to manipulate or re-engineer what God is doing. Amen? Because that spirit of manipulation and control is ungodly. Amen? It's not what God has determined. But then there's also the test of the contradictory prophecy. Now, in the book of Jeremiah 39, there was a prophet that came to the king and he gave a prophetic word, a warning to the king. And he said to the king, you're going to be taken into captivity and you're going to return back to Jerusalem. This was a word given to King Zedekiah. And then there came the next prophet. And the next prophet says, you are going to be taken into into, into captivity, but you won't see Israel again. Now, when you look at this, this it seems like the two prophets are giving two contradictory words to the king. But if we understand it, God does not contradict himself. The words, if you later see the unfolding of the events, you see how the words were both the same word. It was a confirming word, not a contradictory word. Because as true as the prophet said, the king Zedekiah was taken captive into, into Babylon. And, went, and in Babylon, his eyes were plucked out. And so when he returned to Jerusalem, he did not see it. So I want you to sometimes understand that this is why it's so important when we're judging prophecy is not to develop our own ideas as to how it's going to work out. But understand and trust the process. If God said it, how it's going to take place, he will determine it. Amen. So this is very important is, is how God, God, the word of God will not contradict. The word of prophecy will not contradict itself. Then... There's the test of conflicting circumstances. Now, this has often been, uh, for the years that I've been in ministry, and often I've seen this happen, sometimes there's a prophetic word that is released over a, a local church, and, and, and the word that is released is there's going to be a mighty move of the Spirit of God, and God is going to begin to do a new thing. And immediately after that word is released, it somehow feels like there is an attack. Either there is a division or a split that takes place in the church, or there is just a, a shift in the temple within the church. That means it feels like there's just a weightiness. This seems like a, a struggle to begin to, to move forward. And the word that was spoken about this fresh move of God um, doesn't seem to be materializing because the circumstances doesn't testify to it. So in this, in this time, we need to understand the test of conflicting circumstances is we've got to believe God even when the circumstances does not line up with the Word of God. It's not for the Word of God to line up to the circumstances. This is the challenge. It's the frame of reference, the perspective from which we are viewing. Are we viewing the Word of God 
from the dimension of the spirit, that means from a heavenly perspective, or are we interpreting that, that word through a natural circumstances or with a worldview point? That means from with a, with a perspective that is influenced by the circumstances that we're finding ourselves in. So I want you to understand this is very important. Do not cast away your confidence because circumstances dictates adversely to the word of God. Amen. So don't cast away your confidence in God. Believe. God is about to show up. Amen. If God said it, he's going to do it. I've seen it over the years. We've been, we've been in, in church over close over over 40 odd years and one of the things is I've seen from a young boy to now that every time through the through the heights and through the lows God was always there and and even when churches go through some shaking God is re-engineering some things in order he has to shake off some things and in order to ensure that something new comes in amen I spoke a little bit about that sometimes God has to prune in order to allow new shoots to begin to take place. So that's important. Then the next test is the test of faith. Now, this is a, a, a very, very important element in the prophetic. Faith is an important ingredient. Nobody can operate in the prophetic gift without faith. That means the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so when you receive a prophetic word, you've got to mix it with faith. That means you have to firstly, if you're receiving a prophetic word, you have to receive it in faith. Amen. That means you said, Lord, if you spoke it, I receive it. Amen. That means uh, when, when Mary, when the angel gives the word to Mary and Mary responds and, and says, be it unto me according to your word, O Lord. She was saying, she was saying, I am mixing this word with faith. Amen. And I'm believing God that that which was released will materialize. Amen. How many times when a prophetic word is released over your life? You see, the challenge is why some of us do not see the prophetic word finding manifestation in our life is because we do not receive it in faith. We only receive it and then we want to reason it. We want to judge it. From the natural and we do not allow and say God this is a word from you Lord help me amen I, I gave you the criteria is the word lining up is is the the vessel that bring the word uh, you know living in in, in right as uh, carrying the spirit of the Lord all of those things are important but you've got to get to the place where you receive the word with faith amen the Bible says when when Abraham received the word with faith, the Lord began to give him the son of promise. Amen. Gave him his Isaac. Amen. It didn't mean that the because he got Isaac, the test was over. His test of his faith was continued. Even when he, were, when he had to take his son up to the mountain, Mount Moriah, and, and offer him up as a sacrifice before the Lord, he believed even to the point where he's about to bring a knife down on his son that God will supply God will provide. Amen. So you've got to believe the word of the Lord that God is providing for you. But then the, ne the next test that comes in in the prophetic is a test of independence. Now, 
one thing throughout scripture is that God has never created us to be independent of each other. He created us to be interdependent of each other. When God refers to the church or the body of Christ, he refers to it as a many-membered body. Amen. Now, this is very, very important. So in, and you have found that in the previous sessions, I've been emphasizing that you do not have to be pulling aside. Amen. That means when God is using you, don't get, become independent. That means operate in isolation from each other. It's very dangerous when you, that is operating in a prophetic gift, operates isolated from everybody else. There needs to be an accountability structure. There needs to be a mentor over your life. There needs to be people that hold you accountable for your life and also challenges you to develop that gift in you. Amen. You also need to be released. So, uh, so this aspect of I'm, a, I'm now a prophet, but I do not have a local house that I affiliate to. I do not have no spiritual covering over my life. That's not how we should be operating. That's not what God's plan is that we should be able to show that we are people that are in authority and under authority. Amen. So this is very important. So this is the, the one of the biggest challenges that many of us deal with. And this, this also can be tied up with the test of pride. Now, one of the things when we're judging prophecy is make sure we do not let pride creep into our heart. It's very, very easy when we operate, especially in the, in, the, in the gifts of manifestations of signs, wonders and miracles. When we see the supernatural evident in our lives, it's possible for pride to keep, creep in. We've got to keep our hearts. We have to guard our hearts. The Bible says, guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. So you've got to watch how you, and guard how you begin to carry yourself, how you begin to behave, how, how you begin to, to, to harness that, um, that grace gift that is upon your life. Because sometimes, all of a sudden, a lot of attention could come to you. You know, especially when the prophetic words that you're releasing is touching and changing lives. People are seeing the authenticity of it. People are seeing how those words are transforming their lives and really impacting on their lives. It can possibly come up that we can get puffed up in our own spirit and we can start to let the flesh manifest. Be careful. The test of pride is very, very important. When God is using you, when doors are opening in the country, nationally and internationally, when God is using you in a supernatural way, when, when men and women are saying truly you are anointed and you are blessed of God, may you be able to just lift your hands up and say, to God be the glory of great things he has done for us. Great things he has done in us. Amen. This is very, very important. Do not take the glory. You say, Lord, you take the glory. Amen. You get to the place where you receive the accolades, but you return it back to God. You speak about what God is doing in, in your life. Amen. Now, the next test is the test of jealousy. Remember, we've been talking about Joseph, and Joseph had a, had a dream, and because of his dream, his brothers hated him. Jealousy led to anger. Anger led to hatred. Amen. 
eventually it led to them trying to kill his dreams. Amen. Now this is very important. You cannot, you cannot prevent others from being jealous. But you can prevent, control yourself from becoming jealous. Amen. So you've got to get to that place where you know how to deal with the jealousy of others. But also learn how to bring your own members, your own spirit under control. So that you do not become jealous of the gift or the expression of the gift in somebody else. Amen. These are very, very important parts because it's possible that sometimes, you know, after God is using us, that there is that sometimes bits of our flesh manifest. And this is a biggest challenge for anyone that operates in any calling or any gifting, whether you're in the fivefold ministry or you operate in in any of the gifts of the spirit, the important part is learn how to keep your heart, keep your mind, keep your spirit under control. Amen. This is very, very important because this is this is where remember you use your your mouth and you uh, 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 and uh, in order to communicate, and so we have to be able to control what comes out of our mouth. We have to watch because our mind sometimes is also a filter of information that is shared through us. And so make sure that our mind doesn't contaminate the word that God is releasing. Because it's sometimes possible that somebody may be standing in front of you and God may give you a particular word, but after a while, because you are influenced by what you see in front of you, you start to reframe that word. You start to, to manipulate the word in order to suit what you're seeing in front of you. But... Be, remain pure. Remain pure. Re, just understand you're the conduit. You are the, the, the vessel. Uh, you, you know, it, 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 it's like you are the postman. You, you, you deliver the mail. And, and the reality is that you do not know what is in the mail. The, you didn't write the letter or the notice. That somebody may get a bill. Some, somebody may, 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 may get a, uh, you know, a ticket because they, they were speeding ticket. But the po you can't go and shout at the postman because you got a ticket or you got a bill. Amen? The, the reality is that originated somewhere else. The reality is that when the word comes in, you just the postman. Just communicate what God says and trust God. Amen? Let there be faith when you're operating in the gift. Trust God that he is true. There's been several, several times that God sometimes had given me a word and I thought, this is a difficult word right now. How do I share it? How do I... Uh, this? And when I do it in faith, almost immediately there's a witness uh, of that word. That difficult word actually became a tool for breakthrough in the life of somebody else. So understand that it is scriptural. Let the prophet speak. Let others judge. Amen. This is the thing when people come in with the thinking and says, Oh, I'm just speaking the word of the Lord. Nobody can judge me. No, you're not judging the person. The word must align up. The word must be confirmed. I want to emphasize, please wait for a confirming word. Amen. Before you do anything, wait for a word of confirmation. God will confirm the word that he has spoken. Amen. I pray that this helped you helps you even in your prophetic journey.
so that you can begin to develop your gift with excellence. You can execute your gift with power and authority. Amen. May God bless you. May God continue to use you. Amen. Let's just bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we love you. We adore you. We just thank you for these moments where we can share. Oh God, thank you for revelation. Thank you for words. Thank you for truth. Thank you for insight. Thank you that you are shaping and molding your sons and daughters to be able to carry out and do the work that you have called them. So bless them today. In the mighty name of Jesus, may their gifts be sharpened, Lord. May the prophetic of God find its manifestation in the lives of many. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Amen. Thank you again for joining us tonight and we look forward to seeing you next week the same time. Amen. God bless.